0: What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity.
1: Two hundred. What,
0: what about my sweat
1: equity? No more of those, right?
2: You forgot about the Hottie toddy. That's how we introduce everything. That's how that's the radio call-in. That's how you get fired up. Uh, with us in the studio. For two hundredth show episode, streaming show episode of Sweat Equity, Ed Keels, Tyson. I always mess up how I'm gonna say your last name. I wanna say Skull
0: Off. Yeah, that that is so wrong. Yeah. yeah. How do yeah. I say your yeah. last name? You know what? All you gotta do is think of Tyson Chicken. Tyson Chicken. And the chef that cooked it.
2: And the chef that cooked it.
0: Tyson
1: Chicken. That'll, that'll make it worse for us. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> now <laughs> I'm on
2: Enigma. That that voice you heard is Tyson. Ed, let him hear your voice. Uh, bring that bring be me. And there you go. Small Business Edge is what has been recorded in the Sweat Lodge studio where we do this podcast. And uh, kudos to Ed, uh, Ed and Tyson for uh, their show getting lifted out of here. And kudos to their producer and uh, director, I would thank say, uh, Eric Redginger. Is that how you say it?
1: Yep, that's how you say it. Pretty,
2: pretty much. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just excited to be here for the 200
2: show. I mean, this is big. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for dressing up. Um, yeah, you know, guys. What's the deal?
1: <laughs> uh, you know. Thought we uh, made it clear. <laughs> jackets and I mean, all we that. said 200th.
2: Yeah. I guess yeah. we thought that would means nothing. to Anybody? I, I,
0: I, I know the law. I thought this was was
2: the Usually, it's sleeveless shirts only. Uh, or
1: in their defense, I'm yeah. wearing shorts.
0: Actually, it. in one show, you did oh. not wear a shirt, if I recall correctly.
2: Yeah, we do that for we did that for the hundredth, hundredth, episode. Eric has been on as a co-host. Um, yeah. You know that uh,
1: one. Nobody else did it. Just me. Yeah. Nobody cared about me yeah yeah <laughs> oh, we care
3: uh, well guys congratulations on the 200th uh, for those people who haven't been listening to all 200 and for my viewers on television can you explain why I mean why, why did
2: you do this why sweat equity yes um, so it started when we started uh, if you're if you're watching this if you're watching this on uh, on your viewer on your phone, on your Stratocaster, whatever you're watching this on, uh, the flame logo in the middle of the table we're on is Tokobaga consulting. And I thought it would be a good idea to ask as many entrepreneurs questions about how to run a business as possible. You learn by, you learn by example, I think. And a lot of times if you can, um, podcasts or a better way. I listen and get educated on topics. And then Eric came aboard with that, uh, a couple of years in, and uh, we're just curious about everybody's plight.
1: Yeah, well, he and I also have the creative monkey on our backs all the time, where it's like if we don't create something, we get antsy and we get grumpy. And it's this is, I think, the best way for us to have that outlet, that creative outlet, to yeah. be funny, to be able to talk about stuff that we want to talk about. You know, um, and it really, I mean, for me, we talk about it all the time. This is the only conversation we have where nobody's playing on their phone, you know, and we're right. actually talking to each other and having to listen. Right. Cuz if you zone out, you're not it's so, not a good show.
3: So I'm curious after 200 episodes, what's the the common and largest problem that entrepreneurs have that you've experienced
2: or witnessed? Um getting out of your own way, I would say. Myself included, uh that's kind of what the podcast subtext is about is we're still learning as we're going, too. And I think that's part of the i listen to a lot of podcasts for the hosts i, I like to listen to what's going on in their life as it goes mark Marin, adam carolla joe rogan they're figuring stuff out as they go they're comedians they're also podcasters making a living off of that but there's uh there's always something where i'm listening to pete holmes and the trajectory the ups and downs of his career as the podcast going it, it it pretty much is why i keep listening i think and so for me, a lot of it is know what you don't know, know what you're you're poor at, either delegate that out or, or work better at it. And everybody we've talked to, I think that's the main thing in the beginning. At least we're talking to a lot of people in the beginning.
1: Yeah, and it's sure. it's a it's small business talk, but it morphs into psychology very quickly a lot of times. And like Law said, we're very curious about that sort of thing, and we like to really. Think about thinking, I guess, is the way to put it. Try and get inside. Like, why would somebody go? Like, what's really keeping you back, sort of stuff? And I think Law is right. Like, getting in your own way is probably the biggest thing where it's like you just, you, you defeat yourself before things happen and then you give up and you don't even give yourself a chance.
3: Yeah, most people uh, quit long before they should. And just, I mean, it's like, you know, one brick wall, I'm done. Right. It's a shame. So, um, which leads me to uh, an important question: What was the germination of this? I mean, you guys got together over drinks. I mean, uh, you knew each other for fifteen, twenty, thirty years. I mean, what what gave birth to this
2: germination? Mm-hmm. Can you use that in a sentence? Wait, you already.
1: How did, did it form? <laughs> <and> get...
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, well, Law
1: was doing it before um, he had. He originally had another co-host.
2: He was my guma. He, <laughs> I and
1: I had a wife piece. before.
2: Yeah, uh, he was the side piece. No. We, I had this going since I started the, this firm. And then Eric was working here, uh, and doing some, some, uh, website development, some other odds and ends. And him and I had known each other for a long time for about five, six years. And our comedic kind of tastes are about the same. And again, it's that thing of like, yeah, I've got, we've got this curiosity that is almost boundless. And I think that is something that I hope we imbue in our kids. Uh, and I think that's something that it's really hard to cultivate, I think. But as long as we stay curious, that alone, I think, is, is good enough for a show. There's 600,000 podcasts out there. So if you're listening to this one right now, we feel very blessed that even 10 people listen, right? And we have a couple thousand for every episode. So, nice.
1: But realistically, it was one of those things where it was like, well, do you want a podcast? And, okay, yeah. let's do it. And then, you know, just kind of, I just kind of latched on and just... Inserted myself as a co-host. <laughs> so you, know, weren't, you, know. you
3: weren't always in this palatial uh, studio. Yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah. No,
3: the first one wasn't done like in your wife's closet or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was always in this room, <laughs> but it, was, uh, it, it wasn't it was as improved as it is now.
2: Right. Gotcha. Eric is, has, has taken uh, the producer reins on his own and kind of made this what it is. We're slowly but surely doing it. And part of the thing is the little meta sweat equity of the show. We're not putting a big budget into this. We're figuring this out because we have no budget. We're like, we always say we're like dumpster raccoons of productivity. We're always, <laughs> we're always being scavengers for that. That's why I'm always like, have you gone on Product Time? Have you gone on Alternate Two dot net? People are like, what are you talking about? And I go, I'll be the Susie Orman of digital products. I'll be the Susie Orman of. did you know about this site? Do you know about this thing? Because we had to
0: figure it out. That's one of the things I I love about the stories about how you put everything together. You know, like like the foam that you have on the walls. I think that's a story about you. Yeah. I,
1: oh yeah. Put yeah, your seems, put your energy. Yeah. This <laughs> a lot of cursing in this room happening. <laughs> there's something We're to be tired. said about that. I yeah. mean,
2: like if you've got a lot of built up energy, something's going wrong. You can wallow in that, right? As a business owner, so very easily. This this podcast is more for the people that are trying to do something and don't know how to get it off the ground, right? Right. You work at a nine to five job and you hate it. We've both been there. I've I've done the corporate job, I've done the mom and pop or everything and I've done uh the franchise group. I've kind of had every aspect of it. Now in the entrepreneurial realm and we're going through it. Eric now technically has like three entities going between this studio, oh, yeah. the show and his own dental practice with his wife, which is as you know, you've consulted Ed and both y'all have actually consulted a lot of businesses the 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 family business one might be the most difficult right because it yeah, never it never yeah. ends right to me doing stand-up forever it's when I, I hear people talking about I hear t- people talking about well I only work an hour a night and I hate when stand-up say that because I go no 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 it's the other way around the hour on stage is actually the fun part right The everything else your brain doesn't stop that's why they're all crazy sure right it's not the motel the shitty motel that makes them mad it's it's the time spent, idle hands kind of thing, right? And so if you put that energy into something good, if you find a way to use that time positively, I think that's a much better use for most people anyway.
3: Well, I, I love the sweat lodge, you know, moniker. It really is telltale, and it's you're you're living that philosophy you have of, of bootstrapping it. And, you know, I coach people to do that all the time. And before they even have a proof of concept, they come off and want to borrow a million dollars to do something. It's like, really?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of that with apps. Yeah. Right? Because it's a shortcut. Right. It feels like a shortcut. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a cheat code. I have an idea. It's really easy to execute an app. When in reality, uh, someone I read an article that said it costs as much as a car. Right? You can find a used car and you can program it yourself. You can build it up yourself. Right? Sure. And build it into something. You can have a lot of El Caminos that are trash in your front yard, right? Right. And you can build those up, or you can pay for an expensive, uh, an expensive Tesla that's brand new off the lot. That's gonna be 130 grand easily, right? So, apps aren't as easy as people think because they don't have a lot of assets to put into it. But we're now getting into this. We're getting into this area where there's less uh, tangible, more intangible kind of brand your branding all the time and it used to be a word that i never heard until like 10 years ago now it's all you hear for our we're the older millennials of our generation so it's one of those things where people think that's a cheat code i've got an idea i don't have to open a restaurant it's not it doesn't have to be the new ruby tuesday right it, all it has to do is be on people's phones and it exists in perpetuity well not really right you the biggest the biggest thing when you have an app is does it exist if it does exist, why, why, why didn't you know that, right? If it doesn't exist, why doesn't it exist already? Because I guarantee someone else has probably beat you to it. Sure, you're right. not that unique. Creativity is not that unique,
0: too. Right. Yeah.
1: We should say that this is a swap cast, also. Right. With Ed, in case you're wondering why Ed has so many uh questions ready for us, and and well, we're letting him ask them right away. But That's yeah, it. just for our listeners because they're going to be like why is this guy taking over their show. No, film? no, just... we prefer it anyway. We didn't we just <laughs> didn't say it out loud. I wanted to make sure everybody knew.
3: Yeah, we we're going to use you on our television show. Uh, it's going to be important for our viewers to see where we film and the creative genius behind uh, the curtain and will never be on camera.
1: <laughs>
2: except for today. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: We it's, uh, there's enough of us on camera, don't worry. We don't need any more of us.
2: Yeah, we can get deep faked into something Real now have you seen that kind oh, of stuff? yeah no, see this is where we like to kind of go on tangent highway with our show a bit but uh the deep fake stuff is it, it it can make it can take uh any sound bite there's enough video of us talking that you could basically take that and make it look and sound
1: however they you could want. put our faces on whatever they wanted basically sure. because we've got enough of our footage you know to to have the data there to make every face you could make or whatever they they have to have i saw uh, bill Hader with arnold schwarzenegger's face on him yep. on like the tonight show and it was like it looked like arnold schwarzenegger but with bill Hader's voice doing arnold it's mind-blowing you'll have to check it out is there uh, something <laughs> i need to be concerned about yes deep fakes yeah ai in general
0: <laughs> you can't watermark it
2: really yeah. so someone yeah. could say you said something. And we're in this age where PR kind of matters whether we want to admit it matters or not. It does. It, it, you know, if someone says you said something, it's really hard to disprove it. Right? Especially
3: right. if they have digital evidence,
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So it's scary. It's not. I don't think it'll be. I think we like hysteria first. And then in practicality, it, I bet it's harder to do than just someone piecemealing it together. But I don't know.
1: I saw some Instagram dude had his girlfriend who he looked like all right his girlfriend looked like a famous like kardashian or something and he had her facing the other way and he was kissing her and then posted on there "Uh oh somebody she's cheating on him with this guy and it blew up like on the news and it was just it wasn't even this chick it was yep. just complete made up fake news and whoa, 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 now it's there's, over. there's fake news yeah
2: Yes. Hey, Trump was right, man. <laughs> Coolest president of all time, bro. Oh, <laughs> Isn't, Isn't he, he so cool?
1: Law is pretty alt-right. I don't know if you guys know that. I, I've, been, I've been getting
2: called alt-right. I just think it's funny to go up to people and go, "Hey, Trump, right? <laughs> Dopest president alive." Did, did, did you? See the, the, the and you haven't of been him? punched yet? No. Did, did you see the no, pick no. of him
0: with? Uh, if he had a bald head and a beard,
1: no. But we'll have to get that on the show notes. He looks. He looks
0: badass. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Is was it proper. a
2: wispy beard?
0: Like- oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's a, a nice beard. It's a comb over from the one side it's, to the other. No, beard. no. It's his bald bald head, nice
1: gray beard. This Picture Hulk Hogan.
2: Well, it scares me because my favorite president, uh, we can go around the room, favorite president <laughs> if you want. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Tapped. Teddy Roosevelt. guy got yeah. shot giving a speech and kept giving a speech. How yeah, badass yeah, is that? Yeah, he is
1: the most badass. Do you like
2: national parks? Well, you like Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I know
1: that he started the national parks. You're not dropping knowledge on me. Did you on, get out of here.
2: Do you like uh? Do you like a lot of railroads around the country? I think he was uh, possible for that. I'm running out of <laughs> I'm running do. out of steam. Uh, do
1: I you? I do like uh, that.
2: Well, <laughs> they say Donald Trump would be a lot like him, but I.
1: <laughs> it,
2: or vice versa. They say the personalities are kind of. Where he goes missing insane. for months. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's
1: what Roosevelt did, and <laughs> that was the 19. 19- Good shot. Keeps on going.
2: Yeah, where, where Trump might be on amphetamines, uh, I think Teddy Roosevelt was just crazy. So I think— um,
1: Pretty sure they could get amphetamines pretty easy back oh, then, yeah. too. yeah. I
2: guess—well, I'm thinking what that was over-the-counter stuff. Yeah. Then. yeah. Uh, but at any rate, I, I think that inertia can carry a lot of people. And I know you all know that in small business kind of world, is uh, where you all swoop in, you kind of are doing the thing—you're doing the activity— I wanted to do to get into this because we, we kind of marry old school business consulting like y'all are doing with the new digital age. That's kind of our niche. Uh, we're right there in the middle. I turned 35 in a couple of days. Eric's already 30, 35. So we're right there where we grew up without the internet, then kind of with it and had to learn it throughout our lives. And it's kind of been in the backdrop for the last 20 years for sure. What we call the modern internet, I'd say. And then now we know enough in that area that we basically explain the internet a lot of the time. I don't know but what we wanna do is go in like John Taffer and yell at people for not doing the right stuff. My friend from Bar Rescue. I just wanna go Do this go, Yeah, yeah. You didn't use
0: gloves. You're gonna get
2: people sick.
0: Yeah. Shut it down, you get people sick. Shut it down. Yeah. I just wanna do that all day. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it's interesting. Uh Ed and I do the same thing, but we do it when we met. we were basically doing it from the exact opposite spectrums. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna need I'm, you
2: to cheat over a little bit this way so we can see your beautiful.
0: Uh, oh, there we go. I'm, green eyes. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I don't. Doesn't matter. Uh, no, that's Dirk Pitt. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure. I want to make sure you're on camera. And
0: all well, that thank so. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, you know, the reality is that, um, you know, my my career, uh, thirty plus years of business consulting was. Was that ten thousand foot view and going to department to department to department, right? Looking at business processes, right? But then I met Ed, and Ed, you did it forensically. Uh, you also did it practically uh, because you've been involved in so many businesses. But, but, you know, in, in Ed's world, it's getting the tax returns uh, because yep. all the details are the tax returns. The devils in the details, and if he parses them apart, so.
3: Well, Taffer does the same thing. He does it forensically. He'll bring in.
2: This is boring you know, TV, though. Right? Yeah, he'll, <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll bring he'll yeah.
3: bring in uh, uh, people to to do an audit before and an inventory before and after shift, and show them how much they're losing. Right. Because you can't argue with those statistics. Yeah. The only reason he can yell at people and you and I can't is because he's going to give them a hundred grand and, and renovate their
2: <laughs> their bar. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, and
3: and they either want that or they don't.
2: Well, part of it, as you know, uh, is breaking them down. That's what I've heard. That's the reason he's yelling at him. It's a it, huge problem. Which it comes back to the psychology 101. If, if people can't take criticism, they're not going to really change. And if you look at the show results, once he leaves, they change the name back to the bar. They do all the old stuff they were doing. And it's like this guy came yeah. in with a TV show, even though it's cooked. Right. Right. It doesn't matter if it's cooked or not the end product you got a hundred grand in revenue or uh, renovations to generate revenue if right. you just follow what this guy tells you even though you don't like it right right what and what business do you like everything you're doing right 98% of it is not fun I mean it the, the satisfaction rate is different right I don't talk about being happy we talk about like just get what satisfies you and our thing here was like we like to take a client from here to there and And that that gives us uh, kind of the business satisfaction. What's the best beer you have at the end of the day? Before we got on the mic, you're talking about doing stuff, uh, handiwork around the house, or building a project with your hands, doing something non digitally. The best beer you have is the beer you have after that. There's some satisfying about doing labor all day and then doing that. Um, But how do you go in forensically? Just for anybody listening that might do that on, on themselves. Uh, no sex joke intended. Um, mm-hmm. See, I'm being on good behavior, wearing a tie and everything. Uh, how would one just do basically go through a and l or an income statement of their own business? I guess first they need to do that. And then secondly, what could they look for? What would you look for, I guess, if you're a service business maybe?
3: Well, part of the problem is is as long as there's enough money coming through the door, to pay the bills, people think they're successful, period. They don't bother to look at line by line by line of any expenses uh, that are unnecessary or they're paying too much for where they could get competitive bids. Uh, those are the first things they look at. They just don't do it. The, the time that they try and save their businesses when or make changes is when there's a downturn in their industry or in the economy uh, like there was years ago in the restaurant industry in 2008, went down 40%. It put Bennegan's out of business. Just because you're big doesn't mean you do it well. Right. And so
2: McCormick and Smith. I forgot about Bennigan's. Yeah. 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 They're gonna about, bring it I back. It I Bennegan's heard me. they're bringing it back from guys like yourself that might might come in and go, Hey, you still got a brand name here. Shh, don't give anybody that. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I got uh, a lot of equity venture friends as well.
3: <laughs> on a only to talk about. All right. Yeah. So um, yeah. Most people just don't then know how to turn it around it's, it's too far it they've, they've done the same thing and it worked for 10 years they're not willing to change the other problem you have in consulting is, is try as a third party to shake them up let alone have them shake themselves up Is they just can't imagine that you who've never been in their business could tell them anything that they don't already know about their business because they're they're all day every day entrepreneurs are not lazy people no um but their solutions suck. It's the, their idea man, I, I'm working ten hours a day, I will not be denied, I'm not gonna work eleven or twelve hours a day. More of the same just gives you more of the same. And if you're losing a nickel on every one, you can't make it up in volume. Worst thing you can do is sell more.
2: So What what does that mean? Just uh well if you I mean if I, I think I know what you're saying. If, I just wanna kinda expand if, on that. And, and people, I, I think Eric know. needs well, to know. stupid
1: people out there. Why don't you tell them <laughs> other people, not I think, me, though? I
2: think I know what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> could you explain it for Eric? Sure. So, um, <laughs> sure, Eric, <laughs> idiot.
3: My sister, uh, my daughter, uh, used to run one of the most successful beer bars in the country, not beer bar kind of food. I mean, it's high level stuff. And we did a cost analysis one day on a fish dish they had. And it cost them like twelve bucks, and they were selling it for like fourteen. Mm. They're not making any money. Right. They're not even covering labor cost. Um, and so um,
2: twelve dollar cost on it. What yeah, kind of fish are we talking
3: 14, about? Fourteen. I don't. Know. It
0: was really good fish. Yeah, it so was
3: really good. Better than. <laughs> and and then she said it was so a complicated a naked woman. <laughs> complicated dish that, that came one of the dishes that came back most often. So we got to throw one away and make another one. You might as well not even have that on your menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no, no margin, no mission kind of thing. So you got to look at cost in comparison to price. So if you're losing on every sale, the worst thing you can do is going more sales.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it the sounds like to issue. me that a big problem with it is egos. You know, Huge. If, you're, Huge. if you're starting your own business, you have to have a good bit of confidence in yourself. And if. You get to a point where you're anywhere successful, you know, that's going to only add to that. How do you overcome these egos that are maybe beaten down at that point when well, you're one, coming in?
3: One, one problem that we have uh, leading into that is, is the ego is huge and people wait too long to ask for help. They just, I'm going to figure it out on myself. It, it's totally a pride thing. Um, I, I, we have a sister company we work with we refer business to when people are in deep trouble. And I asked this guy one time, and they can save them. They truly can. And uh, I said, what's your biggest problem? And he said, people wait too long. When they finally contact us, they're gone. We can't help. The landlord's locking the door. Um, But getting over the ego, um, there are a couple of techniques that consultants use. Uh, One is to come in with, we talked about forensic, Mm -hmm. uh, forensic information. But you come in with, like, a foot worth of forensic information and you go, vroom, on the desk. And it's like, what's that's your business. Yeah, and, and in seconds, they, they learn that you know more about their business than their accountant never knew. or that, That's the other thing. They rely too much on their account. Their account's right. not, not going to do any. It's any a, any planning, and advice? There's never an accountant on the planet that it's says, a, hey, your of, food costs are jacked up, dude. You need to fix yeah, that. And the accountants right. are always part, like, that's a
2: bad investment. And you're like, well, their whole why? job is to be low risk, everything. So, part of it yeah. is a
0: trust issue, yeah, right? right. Who, who do you trust? You right. trust your accountant. You trust your attorney. But the reality is your accountant and your attorney, they're not business people. They know their craft, right? You need somebody who really understands business. That's what Ed does. That's That's what caught my eye. I went through a seminar with that, and I was just blown away. I've been a consultant for thirty-five plus years, right? And all of a sudden, I'm hearing all this stuff. It really pulled back the veil for me for for both CPAs and attorneys to understand that a lot of people put them on a pedestal. They shouldn't really be there. I mean, there are a lot of good CPAs out there. A lot of good attorneys out there, right? Because they have
2: accreditation,
0: yeah. right? Right? They right. The business consulting you just do, and you just have to. Build off of what you do, hundred uh, percent, and 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 so but, that's the value. I mean, not that's, to
3: not to disparage all CPAs and and, uh, and attorneys when you need them, yep. and they serve a purpose. Man, you really need them, hundred percent. But we give them too much credit for uh, being able to know what's going on in our business and being
2: able to contribute. And by the way, I'll, rely <clears throat> on. I'll, we always try to at least throw one pragmatic piece of advice out uh, per episode. And I I'd, I'd say on my rack sheet when I'm talking to startups is. The two things I say to get that outside what you're doing is your business attorney and your CPA, but here's the real pragmatic thing is challenge them. I challenge them all the time. I go, talk to me like I'm five, because this isn't my area. So tell right. talk to me like I'm five. The other things are uh, business insurance, um, uh, a bookkeeper, possibly if you need it. Most people don't. depends how many transactions you have. Uh, bookkeepers aren't the same as CPAs. Some people think they are. And then um, and then that marketing or business consultant, that outside thing that can take. What do you what do you go to a therapist for? Right. All they're doing is reflecting back. If you ever go to one, the first couple of sessions you do, they're just going to reflect back what you're, you're saying. They're not.
3: So how does that make you feel? Right.
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it sounds it, it sounds pedantic and it sounds almost uh, trite. Right. But it's it's the thing of like you're not doing the self-assessment a lot of the time as an entrepreneur. You're spinning your wheels. I definitely got caught there a lot of times, all a lot of times because my thing is a C plus, uh, grade point average, but a lot more hustle than anybody else. And after a while, that
1: yeah, you if can you've got, run, if you've got a task, right, you, you're gonna do that task. Right. I'm the same sure. way. It's like I'm not gonna take. It's hard to take time to stop and I, just be like, 100. Okay. percent doing to, the right thing. I used to
0: have a mentor that his one of the sayings he had was a clean broom sweeps clean. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And the reality is i'll give an example there was a restaurant that i was looking at doing an analysis of they had five locations right they loved their cpa thought thought he was phenomenal but i pointed out how they are losing over a hundred thousand dollars a year in tax breaks because their cpa was not consulting them simply didn't know this information right right so so that's a hundred thousand dollars a year right i mean this business has been going for over 10 years think about that right? right (laughs) so anyway
2: and I'll, I'll give a shout out for my business attorney because I, I I love him he's a great dude uh, right uh, Fan com your business refined, because he's so good he has he has other things he's bringing us into that's what a good business attorney I think should be doing they should be partnering with other businesses and trying to make
3: their own things happen absolutely so, to, to your point about uh, wanting to, to make a, a singular and to yours about what could, advice could you give I Dealt with thousands of entrepreneurs, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, did over a thousand business valuations out in the field, front door to back door, uh, analyzed their books.
2: The wife is here, so I want a confirmation. Yes? She's okay. Yeah. And so. She's not an actress.
3: What I, what I found over and over again, but she could be. Okay. Uh, what I found over and over again is that a guy learned how to do something turn wrenches, fix cars, paint cars, uh, cook. Uh, do something, mm-hmm. and he's an extroverted, outgoing personality, and he's front of the house in a restaurant. Uh, he's the service writer in, at, at the, the auto repair shop, and what he's not is the introverted bookkeeper that's going to sit in the back room and make sure that everything balances. He just won't do it. He fights his personality. They're, those entrepreneurs are usually pretty damn good with numbers, and they can commit to the accounting for about two weeks, until there's something more squirrel, something more pressing. Right. They you know that gets their attention, another product or service they gotta uh, put on another sale they gotta make, and they let the accounting go and they come back to it. It's the overwhelming task, and it never gets done. And so what I see in this is scary. Eighty percent of all businesses, eight out of ten. Do the bare minimum when it comes to accounting. They hire a pay- they hire a payroll company, <laughs> and they hire an accounting firm at the end of the year to do their tax returns. When the returns come, they don't even look at them. They don't know what's going on in their business. So, I I, I would agree with you that they should get a part time bookkeeper. And now, they- if they have a wife that's good at, at doing books, not just well. My wife's my bookkeeper because she pays our bills at home. No, right. But they should. Everybody can afford a part-time bookkeeper to keep your books on a monthly basis.
2: Well, you think you're scrutinized by uh, uh, risk uh, averse with a CPA, you'll get it way worse from the the wife that's involved in the business. Unless she's my wife. Well, I'm not, uh, look, aberration, right? (laughs) Greatness, it can't always come in in that kind of uh, marriage. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of guys who do the wife, their wife does their books, and they're more risk averse and don't really know what, what you're saying. Yeah. They don't really know what's going on day to day either. You know, they're doing it to help, which right is great, too. Look, I'll take this, and I'll, I'll be uh, – I try to open source what's going on. I have to remind remind myself of this conversation because I have a poor, poor habit of not looking at the books. It's avoidance issues. We all have them to some degree. I have avoidance issues with our books, and I need to remind myself of this conversation that we're having right now uh, to get my shit together, to get on top of
3: that. Yeah, it, it fights your personality, and it's not the best use of your time. It's not the best and highest use of your purpose and talents.
2: Well, here's the thing: I used to be good at it too. That's what's. That, so what? That's yeah, Ooh. I know, but I know it doesn't take that. I'm much. good
3: at shoveling snow, but I never want to do that crap again. Ooh, I
2: that's want to live see. Here. I want to see you in some snow gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, not. Woo. Just because
3: uh, you can do it doesn't mean you should.
2: Agreed. But when? All right. When's the point to delegate though? What's the threshold? And from day one. Oh, yeah?
3: Yeah. You can hire a part-time bookkeeper. And they're going to save you more just in finding mistakes in your payables than and correcting those mm-hmm. than they'll cost you.
1: When and, you say mistakes, are you talking you're paying too much for this? No, or ronny, you yeah, erroneous but... billing,
3: double paying. Okay. Yeah
1: simple stuff but just yeah. stuff that you need to be diligent
3: that you don't have the time when you know when AT&T messes up your your phone bill again and they do mm-hmm. um you don't have to spend 3 hours on hold trying to uh, get a you know a 10 dollar credit mm-hmm. and if she you, will
2: if you want an automated way to do that in case you are fighting what you should be doing is delegating this out you can go to trim.co i got to throw in these these other options trim.co will do that i told you about siftree last week yes on friday Sift 3 if you if you connect it to your QuickBooks or, or accounting software, it'll look through all the apps you're using in your tech stack and it'll go, Hey, maybe you should try this one. Maybe you should try this one, because there's value in that for them. It's an automated way of having that bookkeeper kind of looking through because a bookkeeper can't know about tech stack a lot of the time. Right. We've talked about app it's it's Eric's favorite term. Uh it's
1: really trying to make this app zap term go viral or whatever. We, we, I u- use,
2: we use, I think I, I at one point we used eighty apps. To we have to be bigger than we are, but we also have to be automated for clients and everything else. And so, at one point, we were using eighty apps uh, in wow. our tech stack, which sounds like a lot. But when you're you're in the kind of fold of it, if you can make it all in a flow and work, you know, kind of work for you in the background, all you really need to be doing is managing it. So the other part, back to the psychology of all this, is my personal life got mired in all our business and when i was going through divorce depression all that stuff about a year ago that's when everything went to holy hell and it's been a kind of slow gain all the way up so
3: eric's <laughs> in there for the whole
1: ride i don't like to comment on that part of it. <laughs> um
3: i think don't real... mean you don't have to be called into court no
1: oh god no no no, right? no
2: nothing I've, nothing i've said has been liable. Or, liables, there's no slander, nothing of that. Uh, everything no. I say is truthful. Uh,
1: I didn't it, say nothing. By so the way,
2: this is a comedy show. Yeah, so everything I here is a, is. We're a com- all fake This it, is just it, like all, doing stand
1: up. Yeah, this is all just a big scripted <laughs> joke. We, we have so that two minute doing, warning. Yeah, no, we're at I just do not want to mess up Ed's deal Ed, Ed, too you know, by Ed, throwing in our sound effects. Just,
2: oh, no, yeah, we went sound effect free on this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Out of respect for me. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, if it's a swap cast, we have to go to the y'all standards basically. I, I cussed once, and that
1: was like twice. Oof. I heard it twice. Oof. I was uh, counting.
2: Uh, zero times, depending on how.
1: Eric, I'll that
2: out. Yeah, adds. yeah.
1: I'll put a beep in there.
2: You can Wait. just go the blank. That's the way to do it now.
1: There's no just, beep. They just go. Yeah, it actually probably sounds better that way.
2: Yeah, uh, it'll sound like I'm having a stroke. I think. <laughs> anything? Uh, anything else? The one question I did have for you is. For a lot of entrepreneurs out there, they have the idea, they have the gumption, they have, uh, they have a little bit of seed money, but everybody tells them it's a terrible idea. And how do you know when to pursue that idea into a real business, even more? Like when everybody tells you you're crazy, right?
3: Yeah, but these these are are people that uh, work for other people, that work for the post office, and they work for uh, a some restaurant or and they. Uh, they've never worked for themselves and generated a dollar on their own in their life. Right. But those are the people that you should listen to. Yep. I mean, seriously. Um, no, I proof of concept is a really, really, really important thing. If you can prove your, somebody will buy your widget. Cause I get people all the time say, man, I need a million dollars. Why? Well, I got to build this factory and I got to finish my prototype and I've got to, I do, I've got to go to trade shows and I've got to do all this stuff before they've even proven that somebody would buy their widget. Indeed. So, Prove the, the, the concept first that people will, in fact, pay for that. Just because it's a great you know widget doesn't mean people will pay for it. Uh, and then you got no problem. In fact, I've got unlimited funding. I know it sounds strange. Un- unlimited funding after proof of concept. Unlimited. Because we have three different methods of funding that, that will stack together and then people will transition through as their company grows. Because if they have orders in hand, it's easy to fund. if you have if you're a guy with a great idea, oh, well, it's going to be a profitable business that doesn't fly at a bank or any other or even in an equity uh, firm uh,
2: yeah yeah a business plan is just a plan, right right And so that, that proof of concept it's like big boy from Outcasts I saw in an interview he was talking about what's business 101 is is find a need and fulfill it right yeah. I'm go I'm going straight out of the streets of Atlanta. <laughs> but I heard that in an interview from Big Boy. I was like that is business 101. It's I heard like Ed I
1: quoting Polly D the other day. Excuse me. Uh,
2: Polly D I'm from not, what? Jersey Shore? Well, well, listen, I
1: I it was it's not it could have been from anybody. It was a good it was it was good advice. He saying I, it was the idea of like you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, I think it was and he was talking we were talking about just being in front of a camera and all that stuff. Yeah. Polly D maybe not. He might not be an idiot. I'm all just right,
2: saying. So, so is he the one in tax evasion, or is, is that the other guy? <laughs> uh,
1: I don't, there's more than one guy? I thought they were all the same, too. All right. So I would about, how about a better quote? Okay.
3: Um, I'm not even sure it's better. But House I,
2: guests are but, like fish. After three days, <laughs> okay. all right.
3: All right <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. Now, uh, Donnie, Donnie Deutsch, who does uh, some shows on NBC and has an ad agency or two, Yep. Um, I heard him say one one day that what you want to find is the item – service that people will pay a disproportionate amount for and that went bing so it's not only proof of concept but an item or a service that people will pay a disproportionate amount for Uh, we we have iphones or smartphones thousand dollars i mean that's crazy for you know for 11 year old kids to have a thousand dollars phone you know we're lucky we're were lucky to have a thousand dollar wardrobe let alone Right, a thousand dollar car, let alone a, a phone, but man, Apple never discounts. Mm-hmm. People are willing to pay a disproportionate amount of their income for that. So man, if you can find that, you, that,
2: know, you know why? That's awesome.
1: He's got to invent a phone.
2: The CEO of Apple. Where did he go to college? I forgot. anybody anybody? He so didn't care that he went to Auburn. He went to Auburn. Oh, oh he came. Eagles, <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: Auburn. Just shake yeah. this cup a yeah. little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better get the alma mater, Look, right.
2: Bo Jackson, Tim Cook, Charles Barkley, myself—we all went there. Great oh, humans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Academic
1: standouts. Yep,
2: a couple Tell astronauts, Berkeley. no big deal. Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt, Cam, you Scam Newton.
1: Just stop mentioning all the athletes.
2: Why? That's all we got, man. I like Williams. <laughs> like William, stop five pick, no big Ronnie deal. Bass. All right, uh, every, you I'm,
1: good? I'm good. All right, got a lot of good knowledge episode. today.
0: Sweet. What about my sweat equity? Literally <laughs> sweating here. Yeah. Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat yeah, equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. My sweat equity. What
3: about
0: my sweat equity?